this is Mimi, and today I'm going to read you some Bible verses and talk about them. The best thing you can do, kids, is to learn the Bible and to memorize it and read it every day. The verse, one of the verses I have today to practice for my Bible memory is Psalms 37, verse 23 to 24. The steps of a man or a person or a kid, right? The steps of a man are established by the Lord. When he delights in his way, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Psalms 37, verses 23 through 24. So, what this means to Mimi, and I'm not a perfect Bible scholar, but we can all learn more about the Bible when we read it all the time, right? And when we pray, and we let the Holy Spirit help us. It means that God helps your steps be planted firmly or established. Uh, established comes from the word that means stable or firm. And so that means God helps your steps be safe. It helps, he helps them be wise. When he delights in his way, that's the lighting in the Lord's way. That means when we want to go the Lord's way and we make an effort and we make practice of going the Lord's way. Though if we fall down, it says, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. And to be cast headlong would be something more serious than falling down, wouldn't it, kids? To be cast headlong would be like, be thrown headlong into a pit or something like that. It would be something like maybe death or really serious injury, really bad. But falling down, we can just get up and brush off. Sometimes we don't feel like we can, but God can help us. And we know that we don't have to trust in our feelings, we trust in the Lord. The end of the verse says, for the Lord upholds his hand. If you think about that if you're still kind of small sometimes your mommy or daddy or grandma or mimi or someone holds your hand but if you start to trip a little bit then whoever it is can help you stay up the lord upholds his hand it says and that's like maybe that person helping you to stay up verse Mimi has for you is Romans 14 19 it says so then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding that's Romans 14 19 let's think about what that might mean to us today what does it mean to pursue to pursue means to go after so what let us pursue or go after what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding so we can all think about that in a little bit different ways. But if you're a kid, that might mean, how do I help my brother or sister instead of hindering them or hurting them? How do I make friends with them instead of beating them down or making them sad? How do I encourage my mom and dad or just my mom, if I live with just my mom, whoever it is, how do I encourage the grown-up with me? How do I help the grown-up with me, even though I'm small? You can think about that. Maybe if you're three, you can carry your dishes to the sink. Maybe if you're four, you can wash the dishes with a chair by the sink for mama. Maybe if you're five, you can take out the trash or feed the chickens if you have chickens at your house or your small farm. There's lots of things you can do that will help things stay calm in your house. 
or in the place you are, in your school, your daycare, or wherever you are. And mutual upbuilding. Hmm, what do you think that means? That might mean, think about a tower you can build with your blocks. If you're building a tower, you're putting things up higher. Up, you're building it up, right? So think about your brother or sister or friend as a tower. But they're a really short tower with only one or two blocks. How can you help them and build them up? Well, this might mean maybe telling them thank you. Maybe it means reading them a book if you can read. Maybe for your mom, it means sweeping the floor or picking up what you put down in the wrong place. Think about what it means to upbuild someone and help them. It might mean nice words. It might mean nice actions. And Jesus will help you when you ask him and pray to him. If someone asks me today what my favorite Bible verse is, I hope I have a verse in my mind to tell them and share with them. And if someone asks you today to tell them a Bible verse, I hope you have one in your mind and heart too. And you can memorize one today. You can ask your mom or your dad or whoever you live with, or you can ask Mimi to help you memorize a Bible verse. And <clears throat> the Bible is the best thing to have in our heads and our hearts. It helps us with everything. And Jesus is the only one that we can count on to never change. He never changes. He never has and he never will. And he will not let us down. He's the only one that will never let us down. So I pray you memorize the Bible today. Thank you, Lord. kids or whoever's listening I was reading in James chapter 3 today and I was thinking about this and all the different illustrations that James gives us to understand our tongue and I just think it's wonderful how the word of God is made so perfectly for helping us and how sometimes you can read it and then a week later or a month later or a year later you read it and you understand more Isn't God good? And one thing I was reading about was how the tongue is, here it is. The tongue is a fire in James 3, 6, a fire, a world of unrighteousness. And that means it's a really bad, yucky thing and that it can do lots of harm. That's what it means to me today, what I hear it saying to me today. So we need to think about that, don't we? About what our tongue can do and what it can do for good as well because it has so much power. It talks about how much, James talks about how much power it has, how strong it is. It's like a, it's like a small rudder, which is something that guides a boat underneath it. And it, the small rudder, it says, wherever the will of the pilot directs, it steers the boat. So I was thinking about that and how what I say has steered my life and guided my life and what other people say has have said to me has also changed or guided my life and so I was just thinking about how careful I should be with my tongue again 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 thank you Lord for forgiving me the other thing I wanted to say was that it was a stain it says it stains now I can't find the verse tongue is a fire 
you see here. Thanks for waiting for me. I'm looking for it. I marked it in my other Bible, not the one I'm looking at right now. It says it stains. It stains the whole body or stains everything. And I thought, wow. You know what a stain is in clothes. If your mommy or daddy uh, or whoever washes your laundry or you wash your laundry, if you spill something dark on a white outfit, or it might never come out. And it says the tongue is like that. Um, here it is, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life. That's in James 3, 6 also. I went up past it. Um, so I was thinking a stain in clothes is usually permanent. That means forever, doesn't it? Uh, or at least it's very difficult to get out. So I was thinking about our words and how they're almost permanent. You know, we can't take them back. And it reminded me also of the devotional I think I told you about before that Mimi and Pop Pops did one time when some of the kids were little where we had a tube of toothpaste and we said, squeeze this out on the table. And they squeezed the toothpaste all out on the table. And they had a fun time. And then we said, okay, put it back in. Do you think it was easy to put back in? No, it wasn't, was it? It was about impossible. And that's what was the illustration was, was about our words. If we've said something mean or unkind or harsh, um, it can't go back. Can't go back in the toothpaste tube. Can't go back in your mouth. It's already been said and it's already been heard. So thank you, Jesus, for helping us to control our tongues today. Especially me, but all of us, huh? By the word of God, by his help, by his Holy Spirit. This episode has been a long time in coming, and I'm going to try to work on it so we can get it published for you. I was just out in my kitchen, and I was pouring some special oils. Some of you might know about oils. Maybe you use them, or your mom uses them on you, or your grandma, and how they smell good, and they can help us feel better at times. Well, I was pouring these special oils and um, I had my little bottle all mixed and full, kind of a small bottle, like a medicine bottle maybe you've seen, or maybe you've seen the oil bottles that are similar shape to a chapstick, but a little bigger round. They're, uh, what's that called? A cylinder, like a chapstick kind of, and then, or a tower or a silo, maybe you know a silo, they're that shape skinny and round and tall right so i had it all filled with special oils and it cost a kind of a bit of good bit of money and it all filled and then i knocked it over and the oil spilled all over the counter and i said oh and i was upset and i i used my fingers i didn't know what else to do if you use a cloth it would soak into the cloth and you wouldn't get it out would you so I just used my fingers and I kept wiping over the messy counter, going back to the top of the bottle of the oil, wiping over the messy counter of the oil, going back to the top and dripping it in or wiping in. And first I was wiping in, then I started to drip it in. But anyway, I made a mess and I was cleaning it up. The reason I'm telling you about it is because it made me think of the story in the Bible where the lady pours her expensive oil, very expensive oil, over the head of Jesus or is it over his feet 
it's his feet. Maybe there, he gets oil poured on him twice, but I know it's his feet the time I'm thinking about. And I'll need to look that up and tell you where it is. <clears throat> and he, she poured the oil on his feet and some people got upset. Even some of his disciples got upset because they said she was wasting it. And it just made me think about that because I was upset about the waste, just a little bit of waste, a little bit of money on the counter. And I even recovered most of it. And the rest of it, I rubbed on my hand and then I rubbed it on my body. So I'm sure I smell good today. Um, but I was thinking about that and I thought, Lord, I've asked you to help me to show me how other people feel. And if you know that word, it's called empathy. I've asked God to help me be empathetic or understand how other people feel. I thought, well, that's an answer to prayer because he's helping me understand how the people, even the disciples in the Bible that didn't understand correctly how they could have been feeling when they saw that waste, what they thought was waste. Really, it wasn't, was it? I'll look it up and tell you where that was. Just a moment. what I wanted to tell you about was um, where I found that last story, the story I was telling you about, about um, it was, it was Mary. And it says in the book of John chapter 12, it says, then Marth, excuse me, then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard anointing Jesus feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And the one the Lord Jesus is helping me to understand would be Judas. Because look here, it says the next verse. Then one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you will always, for you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. And that was John 12 verses. Amy's old eyes won't see this here in the dim light. Verses, um, that's the beginning of John 12. We'll just say, I can't see the verse numbers this morning in this light. <clears throat> so, that's my excuse, right? So anyway, um, I was just thinking about empathy. And like I said, empathy is understanding other people. And I think it's good even to try to understand, even to try to understand Judas, because um, Judas did a very bad thing, didn't he? he? He betrayed Jesus. That means he turned him over to the bad guys. But Mimi's done a lot of bad things too. And so have you. And God says, if we even do one sin, we're far away from him or we're kept far away from him without Jesus. So it just makes me happy to think and have peace in my heart to think and know that God's answering my prayers. He's helping me to understand others. And he helped me even through a spill of the oil in the kitchen today, which frustrated me, but he helped me to learn something there, which also goes to helping us um, Romans 8, 28, that we can learn that, um, <laughs> uh, turn your brain on Mimi. Um, 
good things, basically good things come out of the bad things if you love the Lord. And I didn't quote that verse right because, yeah, I didn't. Maybe I need some coffee. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, I will stop talking for now. Love you, kids. Miss you.